Welcome to another episode of We Don't Die, where my goal is to give you evidence that although our bodies will disappear, we survive physical death. I'm your host, Sandra Champlain, author of the book, We Don't Die, A Skeptic's Discovery of Life After Death. And today we have kind of a last minute show. Our guest is Anne Van Orsdell, who just five weeks ago came across my episode 102. And if you remember, that's the one I was talking about visiting the famous Arthur Finley School in the UK, the one that teaches mediumship. Anyways, Anne wrote me last night from the airplane as she was on her way back from the Arthur Finley College. And I really wanted to hear her story. And and I thought, well, maybe we could all hear her story together. Anne is an intuitive coach, a psychic, and a medium. And now I feel like I've known her for a long time, but in truth, this is, today is the first day I've ever spoken with her. Without further ado, Anne Van Orsdell, welcome to We Don't Die Radio. Hi, Sandra. Thank you so much. Oh, you're so very welcome. I got a big cheesy smile on my face. I know we've talked a few minutes before we press the record button here, but I really do feel like I've known you for a long time. Oh, I do too. I do too. Isn't that, that's just one of the beautiful things about what we're talking about today, I think. I think that there are these soul connections and, and with people that we meet, you know, I think everyone has them and you feel like We've known each other forever. Yeah, and it um, really was five weeks oh, ago great. that you sent me the first email. And what, what was going on with you? you yeah. How, like, how did you even find me? God, that's a great question yeah. because I don't know that I know the answer to it. I, like you, am one of those people that is always searching and always mm. looking for answers. And, and I, my, I say my real life is, is uh, in marketing. I, I own a marketing agency. And... So I'm always curious to, you know, quantify things and, and understand and do my research. And um, as part of my journey, my spiritual journey and, and mediumship, I I search everything I can. I am on Twitter. I am on Instagram. You know, I'm on all these social yeah. channels. And something new might pop up. And I think it's so timely. And I think it was someone had retweeted you or something and I saw the we don't die dot com. It was a radio show, and so I promptly put it into my uh, search and found the YouTube channel. And I think I just listened to as many episodes as I could that night. You're funny. And I was just intrigued, and I thought, you know what, I I really appreciated and was drawn to. Here's another normal. I'm using little air quotes when I say that. Yeah. Here's another normal person who, like me, is on a journey to find out what happens after we die, after we leave this physical plane here on Earth. What does that look like? What can I learn from this? Um, And I was intrigued by that. And I felt also very much a sense of authenticity from you, uh, a sense of just very much um, your own personal journey Mm -hmm. without any sort of agenda, without any sort of um, you know, I guess outside influence, so to speak, right? It's very much this is you on an individual journey, and you know how how blessed are we all to be able to follow along with you? You know, fifteen years, I think you said you've been doing this yeah. research. That's phenomenal. I mean, how many of us think I can't even plan next year? I can barely plan to Christmas at this point. So. I just think that, that that takes a lot of just not just passion, but commitment and dedication. Yeah. And um, that speaks volumes. So for me, I related to all of that. I related to the whole Sandra. I related to the whole uh, the energy around this. And I do believe in that. I believe that we're pulled to different people, different places based on the energy that flows. Yeah. Thanks for and that. That's. And it yeah, is authentic. That's why I, found you. <laughs> I just, I do want to share, and I, I've gotten a lot of feedback from listeners that I'm not pushy. I'm not trying to sell you on anything. I'm not trying to, you know, obviously, if there's a guest people resonate with, by all means, these people are in business, whether they're an author or a medium or something. Yeah, why not? But that's it, not the push. It definitely is the journey. And if I can make somebody, or if we can make somebody's life a little easier, um, 
and give somebody direction and and you know nobody has to go on a 15 year journey you certainly can and it's enriching when you start figuring out what your passion is and you keep diving into it i mean that's you know there's a lot of good stuff there but you know i'm not pushy I, would i like every human being to read my book yeah but <laughs> i'm not here to sell books i'm here to um, well sell you on your life yeah i i i think that they should <laughs> i think that you know absolutely just being able to have the experience of, of your journey, um, it's comforting. There's Thanks. nothing else that's comforting. Thanks. And for our listener, if you haven't read my book now, I'm going to give you a free opportunity to do so. Um, when you go to the website, we don't die radio.com, there's a, it says here, click here to join the insiders club. And it says that you can read the first few chapters of my book. And what I tell very few people is that the whole book is there. So you don't, if you want to make the investment and go to a bookstore and buy it, certainly. But if you want to read it first to make sure it's what you want, then I invite you to do that because it, it is my journey and I think it's a darn good one. But anyways, this interview is not about me and it's about you. Could you give us a little bit about your story? Um, because even though you got a real world day job of marketing, like I do of catering, you are somebody who's a medium and you work with people that way. Was this always real for you? Did you grow up a little kid believing in life after death? I mean, can you give us a little story of Anne growing up? Sure, sure. I think that's, uh, I love that question because I wasn't that person that saw dead people. You know, that wasn't part of my journey. What I was, was um, a kid that grew up in the Midwest and grew up in Iowa. I grew up in a, a Catholic family. Mm-hmm. Uh you know, really, um, I wouldn't say, uh, you know, strict Catholic by any means, but we certainly went to church, and, and our, my family is, is you know, uh, very involved in the church and whatnot, and so that resonated with me, you know, the teachings of the Bible and, and all of that, and I was fascinated, and there were times when I would read the Bible, and, and it really spoke to me, and as I grew older, um, I started to have a real fear of death, hmm. and I know my mom can can remember many nights where I would end up in their bed because in my parents' bed because I would have a recurring nightmare. I couldn't tell you what that was today. I just knew it made me feel uncomfortable. And I think my fear of death went beyond the kind of the natural and what I'll call normal feelings that we all have. I was really obsessed with it. And, um, and frankly, it kept me from living my life. Now that I look back, it kept me from really, um, you know, embracing the church, perhaps, or embracing other things in my life. So, you know, on on I go. I, I uh, you know, grow up. I go to college. I uh, get married, uh, have children, kind of settle in, settle in in my, get my stride going, if you will. And the first real moments that I can recall of having psychic feelings, psychic experiences, mediumistic experiences, was when I turned 40. Interesting. I'm 49 now. Yeah, I'm, I'm 49 now. And so for me, it was very much kind of that, you know, 40 years. And, 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 I, and I know that it was around that time because right around my birthday, I'm, I'm a Leo, I was born in July. And right around that time, I was on a trip with some friends. And I was sitting outside in this beautiful environment. It's kind of a garden area. And there were some seats around, and I, I uh, saw some people walk by, and, and I just knew it was a couple, and I thought to myself, oh, they're going to come sit by me on this bench. And there's all this other seating around. They could have picked anywhere else to sit. Well, sure enough, don't you know, they sat right by me. Mm-hmm. And I started having impressions, is the way I can describe it, uh, very clairsentient. So clairsentience is around knowing and feeling. And I just had a knowing that I was going to have a discussion with these people about things that I shouldn't know anything about. And part of me was like, "How? No, don't even go there. Please don't talk to these. Don't open your mouth, right? Mm-hmm. And so we had some niceties. We shared some niceties. And, and then the woman made a comment. And I think that the word that sticks in my head at the time was she said something about being spiritual. And... I went, bing, it was like a light bulb went off, and 
everyone in, in, you know, my spirit circle said, this is your go, you know, it's time. And I just said, you know, if you, if you don't mind, I, I'd like to ask you a few questions. And I really just said, you know, you know, would you, would you be open to receiving a message if something came through? And this is what I do. And just know that I'm only learning. And she was all ears. And for the next two hours, they even missed their dinner date. Really? They stayed. Yeah. They stayed and talked with me. And the messages, and this is a conversation, you know, I didn't close my eyes and go to a different realm. I just, I just engaged with them. And it was a sense of knowing. And I shared some messages with her that I was getting. And one in particular was that she was concerned about her daughter, her adult daughter, who um, I happened to know went to school somewhere in Austin. I could describe where her new apartment was, that it was on the second floor of this building. There was a river that went behind it. Her, she had one roommate. I mean, all these specifics. And I said, I feel like I'm telling you this because you're very concerned about your daughter. And she's going to be just fine. And she said, I am. I'm really concerned that she's going to find a job. And, you know, I, I just, I would feel better if after, you know, she graduates, she'd be able to find a good job, at least his first job. And I said, without a doubt, the daughter's going to have a great job offer before my birthday, which is uh, the 30th of July, and she's going to be just fine. And so, and now I remember, this was in June, so it was about a month away. We leave, I gave her my business card, uh, which of course was a marketing business card and not anything to do with mediumship. Right. And she called me on my birthday and she said, I just have to tell you that reading, that conversation we had changed my life. And she said, as we were talking, I really wanted to hear from my grandmother. Hmm. And her grandmother did not have a message for her. And, but her aunt came through and her mother came through and they were talking of her daughter and other things. And she said, but I really called to tell you that my daughter got a job offer that is amazing two days ago and she's accepted it. And you were absolutely right about that. And so I said, wow, that was just kind of a wow for me. Oh yeah. Now did um, you study any psychic stuff or medium stuff or you know, not a yeah, not not at that point, but that was really, um, that really was the kickstart for me. So you were just winging that it, was, telling her what was. I there. was completely winging it, and then I thought, well, my first thoughts were, this is extremely um, irresponsible. This is extremely irresponsible. Who are you to give this woman advice? Right. But I have to tell you, it was just so, uh, it felt so right. And it was, I would say it's not advice so much that was just helping her feel better about her daughter, you know, you know, going to be able to support herself and find her passion, do something she loved doing. What was it like and, Anne, um, when you said Austin, Texas and college and second floor and all that, mm, when you found out you were right about those things? I was as surprised as she was. <laughs> I was, I was absolutely as, as shocked as she was. And, um, and I think that that's normal. I mean, the stories that I've, you know, other, other mediums that I've talked to and how they first start, even today, I, I'm, I'm always surprised when spirit comes through loud and clear and has this wonderful message of love and hope and inspiration and, and, you know, all of that. So it, it made me want more. I'll tell you, it made me right. Not doubt that inner voice. And when I say inner voice, I've since learned that we have, uh, that inner source and what I'll call light or power. And then we have the voice in our head. And in your book, you call it the voice. And, and that voice is usually negative, right? right? It's the one that tells us we're not good enough. Right. We're not this, we're not that. And so I've had a lot of that. That has been a big struggle. Um, but at that moment, it was really just more intrigue and okay, I've got to learn more. And after that, I really started to uh, get my hands on anything. I would spend my Saturdays or Sundays at, you know, Barnes & Noble just going through bookshelf after bookshelf and right. looking for books that popped out. I, I you know, it, I've read everything, it seems like. And um, what I got from those books was a recurring theme. 
and a theme that spoke to me. And it really resonated with me what these other mediums and or doctors and or physicists or whatever the genre or, you know, topic of the book I was reading at the time, um, it all connected in some way. So then I started to go and see mediums in action. I was living in Denver, Colorado at the time, and I had heard about this medium, Rebecca Rosen, who was extremely talented. Uh, and when she was starting out, she would hold small group readings. She would hold them in uh, churches. She would hold them in, you know, um, just different public venues. And I just really was fascinated by how she worked. I never got a reading from her. I didn't have someone. And I think this is important. I wasn't searching for something, right? There wasn't, I hadn't, my parents are still living. Right. Thank God. Uh, you know, I had, sure, I had lost my grandparents. Um, but I hadn't lost what I would say close friends or immediate relatives. Right. Other than my grandparents, which I would have expected to at that age. And... Um, so I never got a reading, but just sitting in the presence and observing her giving these readings to others, I then took classes of hers, which just to learn a little bit about, you know, when people say the word aura, what does that mean? Right. You know, what is a chakra? You know, these different words that you hear. Mm -hmm. And it was in one of her classes where she came up to me and she said, you know, your grandmother's here. She's saying that you share a name which is true, I'm named after my grandmother, and that you're going to be doing this. Hmm. And I went, oh, not me. <laughs> no, I, this is not me. I'm not going to do this. So she really sparked that interest. And um, so after seeing her and, and really admiring her work, and I still do today, um, I attended as many different medium and psychic demonstrations as I could mm -hmm. just as an observer. And again, once in a while I might have a, a short reading, but most of the time it wasn't for me. It was just me trying to understand what was going on. Mm -hmm. What was this about? And I was pretty obsessed. I have to tell you, I would say I was obsessed. I didn't talk about this with anyone because it's not, you know, everyday conversation. Um, but I was obsessed and, and I wanted to know more. And my inquisitive mind wanted to prove it and wanted that proof. And then, and then I started to realize, well, trying to find proof of life after death is like trying to explain what happens when we, you know, use the internet or use our cell phone. Amen, sister. Any, you know, I mean, I'm sure when the radio was first invented, there were all kinds of questions about, about well, what, do you, what do you mean you speak into the radio and it comes out, you know, in another state, county, mm -hmm. um, nation. Um, and I don't think that way. So I never was that person who wanted to dive in and really understand the science of it. But I did feel that if it was going to be something I was going to participate in and certainly something that I was going to um, sanction, if you will, or, you know, part or do myself, mm -hmm. I had to have more specifics. So as I went through these classes, as I, you know, then I went into, after observing these mediums, then I started training with them. And by training, I would mean maybe a one day course, a weekend course. Mm -hmm. Um, and I've trained with some wonderful mediums, uh, Lisa Williams, uh, Melissa Kaboulis, who's phenomenal. Um, I will call her my mentor. Uh, nice. and, and I think that hearing from them, hearing their personal stories and having them take the time and really care about the teaching of mediumship, my understanding is that they do this. And not everyone's a teacher, just like, you know, not everyone should be a teacher of children in a school. Right. I think it takes a real special gift for that. Um, but they, as teachers were really able to help their their students understand that this is some this is a gift that we all have others will develop it more strongly some will develop it more strongly than others excuse me and that's really um really helped me wow and it's i guess good to hear this because taking, yeah don't mean to interrupt you but i'm just thinking it was 40 and it, it 
like there's a lot of great mediums that didn't get the gift or didn't explore it till their 50s or 60s. So you don't have to think it's got to be something you're born with, you know, or you maybe you have it and it's dormant and you don't know, but when the time is right. So my advice to anybody who's interested in this is do what Anne did and start doing some reading and, and stuff and play around with it. Because, man, once it opens up, Anne, you know, obviously you are somebody now who's making a difference with people. Do you remember well, the, when you, you finally put your shingle up and you started working with people? I mean, did you just start practicing oh, with people before? Gosh, yeah. That that in of itself is, is, scary. is a story. But it is scary. And, yeah. you know, what I knew, what I, I came out of, you know, reading these books and, and, and seeing firsthand, because I'm, I'm that person. I'm that person that says, unless I see it, I may not believe it. Right. So I can really understand that, you know, and you being skeptic. I wouldn't say I was skeptic as much as I was just more cautious, mm-hmm. and, and but I was open. And I think that's really important, being open, opening your mind to what if. Um, because I, uh, what I knew is that there was some sort of eternal life outside of the physical body. Yes. I didn't know what that meant. But I also knew in reading about some of the scientific um, evidential uh, experiments and things that energy, that, that what I've been reading about energy and, and the essence and how this connects with our soul and our physical being is truly that in of itself you could study for years, mm-hmm. right? And, and so I just went, okay, that's enough for me check that box, you know, check the scientific box and, and move on to, you know, now why me? And, and to, and to answer your question, you know, I kind of went, okay, now, now that I have this interest, what am I supposed to do with it? Mm -hmm. Because I'm not the kind of person that's going to just, you know, pontificate to the world, my beliefs and, and and that no, first of all, no one cares. (laughs) Um, and nor should they, but second of all, I certainly don't feel qualified to be that person. Mm-hmm. But what I am qualified to do is to know what's right for me and share my experience because I'll bet someone else is feeling the same and just doesn't know where to start. Mm-hmm. You're right. So when, when you and I talked about, you know, about chatting today, that's really what this is about. It's really just, you know, you feel like if you can share your experience, that might touch someone else. That might touch another. And at the end, I think this is really about proving existence after this lifetime. Mm. And can you give us just some examples of um, maybe, it doesn't necessarily have to be when you got started as a medium, but just some of the most more memorable things that you knew or that you accurately told people Mm. like that you couldn't possibly know. Because I know it's always a fear that somebody will really want to hear from say a mom and then you know these there there are fraudulent people out there we all know that and and nobody wants one of those but maybe if do you have any examples of something specific like your Austin Texas but that you yeah, gave with somebody yeah. in the hereafter if you could give us a couple of examples I love hearing those sure sure and I relive these often um you know when I, when so so early on when I got started what you mentioned earlier you know, I would just have these feelings and I would talk to people about that. And, and, um, uh, part of what I did outside of work was I rode horses. I was, uh, a fair, I would say fairly accomplished equestrian, um, would, would compete in hunter jumper competitions around the country, you know, from, yeah, from my, from Denver to Florida and California. And, um, and, you know, I, I always felt such peace and wonderful presence from horses. And, and I feel that they, all animals are very spiritual, but I had a deep connection there. And so many of the people that I rode horses with also felt the same. And as I started having these experiences, I would, I would mention it to kind of my stable family. And they would say, well, you know, you can practice on us. Are you getting any feelings around us? And so I did. And I did that for years. I, uh, you know, we would we would get together as a group, and I would say, "This is what I'm feeling. This is what I'm hearing." And one uh, one, I think the the moment that I that I really I think took um, this to the next level for me was 
I was uh, at a uh, at a friend's home, and uh, she had had some people over off from the from the stables after a horse show, and we were just sitting around chatting, and and a gentleman came who I did not know, and he had just started working uh, at the stable, and we were talking, and everyone was sitting around having conversation, and this happened to be um, in kind of a, a outdoor patio with a fireplace, a, a beautiful Colorado home, you know, that kind of indoor outdoor living. And um, she had uh, the owner and, and of the barn, and it was her home, and she had a, an overhead fan that was going. And then we were, again, outside. And uh, when I started talking to this individual, the fan got faster. And I didn't, I didn't think much of it at the time. I just thought, oh, I wonder if she knows she's got a kind of a, we should adjust that fan. It yeah. looks like it's about ready to lose its kilter. Uh, and... I said, asked him, at the moment I asked him, well, do you mind if I give you a message? The light bulb burst. And thank goodness it wasn't directly overhead us. It was was about, you know, 10 feet away. And we all just went, well, what was that? So this particular gentleman got up and fixed, turned the light off and fixed it. And, you know, tragedy averted. Everything was fine. And he came back and sat down. And and then that was the big joke. Oh, okay. You know, Anne's pretty powerful. Mm you know, popped a light bulb. And of course I've heard stories and, and experienced it myself where uh, spirit can and, and often does manipulate energy through electricity. And uh, so I had that thought in the back of my mind, but that it led to a beautiful reading for this gentleman who um, was fairly quiet at the beginning of the night. And as we ta- started to talk, I said, I, I feel like I have someone here coming through and I have to tell you, uh, he makes me feel that he died tragically. And right away he said, yes, I can, I can take that. I understand what you're saying. And I started to describe this person. I had the name, uh, the first name really? of, of this person. Mm-hmm. I had his age. And I just started to flow. And I have since learned that, you know, once you are in that contact with spirit and you have that connection that it just flows. It just does. And you don't have time to think. You don't have time for your mind to get in the way. And that was one of those moments. This was really that moment for me. And it just started to flow. And at one point in the conversation, I had asked him if he could connect with a red rose tattoo mm-hmm. on the daughter, on the grown daughter of this deceased loved one. And he said, I'm not sure if I can place that, but let me just log into Facebook while we're here. And as I'm talking to him, he's just typing in his password to Facebook. And I said, okay, great. As you do that, I'm being shown a baby lamb. I don't know why I'm seeing this, but I'm to say the word lamb to you. He dropped his phone on the ground and he said, I can't believe this. I was just typing in my password to Facebook and without giving you the password, let's just suffice to say it had the word lamb in it. Hmm. And it was, that was the first word of it, of, of, of the, the password. password. Yep. And he was shocked. And I thought that was pretty evidential. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, and the reading kept going on like that. And it was really beautiful. Anything and afterwards, about the rose? And he confirmed it. Yes, thank you. He pulled up the picture, and she did have a rose on her shoulder. Tattoo. Uh, tattoo. And so lots of very specific, you know, you get names. I got exactly how he passed, yep. what type of tragedy it was. I understood the relationship as being a best friend. All of these things just made complete sense to him. And... He broke down in tears, and he said, you have no idea how healing this was for me. Mm-hmm. And the next day when I saw him at, at the stable, he came up to me and he said, can I hug you? Which happens a lot. Yeah. Right? Sure. You want that connection. I think people want that physical connection also, and they feel the energy pull so strong with the medium that you just you feel like you're hugging your friend. Yeah. You know, he said, I feel like I'm hugging him. And he later told me that um, he had had suicidal thoughts. 
Oh, man. And then I saved his life. And there's nothing more powerful than that. No. I, you know, I didn't set out to convince him or anyone else of anything. Mm-hmm. I was simply saying, thank you for allowing me to serve. Thank you for allowing me to share. And I do feel that way. I feel that, that my service is first and foremost to spirit for allowing to make the connection. And then secondly, to the sitter or the person I'm reading for. Right. And lastly, for myself, because I do think that there are messages of healing and hope for the medium as well. I think that's very, very important. And I, so I went home that evening and I said, I woke my husband up because it was late. And I said, I have to tell you this. And I have to tell you this is real. That was my moment when I said, this is real and this has a purpose. And I have to find out what that purpose is for me. How long ago was that, Anne? That was probably eight years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Right about eight years ago. So it, then it just really continued along. I would say that kind of that on that same very steady path. But again, I was not a practicing medium. I was what I would say. Um, I was practicing, but I was practicing on friends. There was never any fee to do this. It was just something that I, um, I was, you know, really honored to be able to give some messages. So then I've, so since then I've had some really significant readings, um, that have been very factual in nature. Um, even so far as things where people would say, you know, i my grandmother gave me this ring. Can you ask my grandmother where it is? And I would say, well, you know, I can try. Right. And Sure enough, don't you know, Grandma would give me the exact location of the ring where this person says they've looked a dozen times before, and there was no ring there. And I tell them where it is, and they find the ring. Now, that's kind of a silly example. I mean, do we really think our grandmother's going to come through to help us find lost jewelry? <laughs> you but know, it's evidential that not. she's around. It is. It is. And, and lots of evidence that points to they know what we're doing. And they're around us on a daily basis. So, so you know, that's another example. Um, you know, I've had examples where um, I've actually, another one very, very, this is more recently, two years ago, where I was uh, working with my mentor. Uh, and she's in New York, and I'm in Denver at the time. And uh, I'm sorry, I was here in California. I relocated to California about three and a half years ago. And so we're on the phone doing our session and we would just do like a Sunday afternoon, you know, um, session where she, she works with me on on a variety of different things. And she was starting to tell me about what we're going to work on in this class and what, you know, how, how I should plan accordingly and how I should prepare. And she said, I have to stop. (laughs) I have a woman here that needs to come through for you. And I thought, oh my gosh, well, that's interesting, right? Again, because I hadn't really had that experience before of someone coming through for me. Right. And um, I had this amazing energy uh, and validating messages of a, of a gal that I knew who also died tragically, who came through and gave me the most validating messages. And, and we talk about mediumship, and, and I think a word that is used a lot now is evidential mediumship. Yes. And the evi- evidence that came through for me in that reading was so overwhelming. I had to sit down. At one point, I was pacing the floor because I couldn't believe what I was hearing from this medium, who's also my teacher. It was so spot on with names and specifics and information that was related at the time to also a, a criminal case. Wow. She couldn't have possibly known because, of course, none of this would be published. Right. And it was just further validation. And, and I, the biggest message there for me was that this particular woman told me that she was going to be working through me and would help me on my journey if I would help her. And I thought, wow, she's in the spirit world. 
And she's agreeing to have this partnership with me. How beautiful is that? Um, and I feel a very strong connection to this woman now. Is it? Uh, to this girl. She was a younger girl, but yeah. I don't want to interrupt you, but you in the beginning you talked about your spirit circle. Can you just talk about what that is and do we all have one? Spirit circle. Yeah. I think for me that spirit circle is, you know, your deceased loved ones, Mm -hmm. certainly that are around you all the time, your um, spirit guides. Mm -hmm. And then I also believe that the angelic realm is also very involved in our work and what we do spiritually. When I start any sort, well, when I start my day and before I end my day, I always call Archangel Michael around me. Now, I don't know if that's because uh, of my Catholic upbringing, Mm -hmm. but I can tell you that regardless of faith or religion, Archangel Michael comes through for me in various readings. And others, friends that are Jewish, for example, see and feel Archangel Michael around them. Um, So as you would see, you know, him as an angelic Catholic symbol, he's also the symbol when it comes to archangels for protection. And I've done a little bit of studying of angels, uh, and I and I love Doreen Virtue, mm-hmm. um, you know, who, whom you talk about as well uh, in your book. Uh, I just, you know, I love the information that she has shared in her many books about, um, you know, uh, angel connections and angel, and the meaning uh, behind uh, various archangels and how we can and work with them and how they want to work with us. And what I've been told in, in my research and my experiences is that the archangels want to work with us and we just need to listen. We need to call them in. And so once I heard that, I was all about that. <laughs> I was all about calling them in. It's funny. Because... I, oh. Go ahead. I just want to interrupt you, but I, I should. Oh, go! No, I was just going to say because who doesn't want more help from the other side? Yeah, absolutely. I talked to somebody uh, a couple of days ago that said your angels are just sitting around waiting for you to ask them. You know, it's like, and whether it's true or not, I you don't know. We'll never know until it's our turn to you know cross over but to imagine that we've got our loved ones that are cheering us on and i i do believe that they're doing other things in the hereafter they're just not hanging around with us but they're you know with us in in just a a blink of an eye but that we do have these guides and we do have angels and um but as human beings we have free will so and nobody jumps in unless we ask and you know sometimes what we ask for might not be exactly what we think we need but it might be just what we need you know you never know but if we can live our life more empowered that we're not alone you know and i absolutely love that you helped that gentleman uh not end his own life that's huge but looking at time and it's going by fast i want to hear about your trip to the uk because you you obviously made an investment in time and money and you live in california and you're flying all the way to england so it's eight hour time difference i think right Right, um, and 10-hour flight, right? Yeah, and that's it's, it's big commitment to try to increase your abilities and see what was there for you. Tell us, if you would, about your trip. You know, any hesitation yeah. when you first show up at this beautiful old building? Or, like, how, how was it for you? Oh, huge hesitation. Uh, but I'll tell you, it felt like coming home. Oh. And everyone that I talked to that was there, they felt like, not in a literal sense that I felt that I had been there before. I didn't have that feeling. I have had that before. Mm-hmm. Call it a deja vu or, right. or whatnot. I have had that feeling before, but I didn't have that here so much as I just had this overwhelming sense of this is where I'm supposed to be. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And and I just embraced that. And I, I had, you know, I made the the commitment to, like you sure. said, to make the trip and, and, and everything that goes along with that. And uh, it was fabulous. And, and I would say to anyone that's listening that is considering going, I would ask yourself, 
why is this on your radar? Yeah, exactly. What, right? Why are you being pulled to this? Because I don't think it's random. Mm-mm. I think that if you're starting, if you if you if you pulled up the Arthur Finley College dot org website, uh, and and for those listening, it's Finley with an A Y, mm-hmm. uh, Arthur Finley College dot org. Um, if you're looking at that, if you're you know looking at the course selections and seeing which one speaks to you, I would say don't overanalyze it. Go with what you get. Um, and, uh, and that's what I did. I, I, I went and I said, whatever is meant to be will be. And I was very fortunate to, um, be assigned an amazing teacher, tutor. Uh, Andrew Manship was the name of my tutor from my group. And what I can say about Andrew is just the, the sense of overall love and support and non-judgment uh, from this man. He's amazing. He's really changed my life. Um, and I know he touched everyone in that class as well. Um, but he really helped me understand, for me, how to get out of my head. And that's really important when you're a medium and you're working with energy because we have that voice that wants to question everything. So he taught us, you know, we had lectures. So, so the course is really, I did a six-day course, and that's everything from lectures, and we saw some videos, and we, saw, we, we talked about some history of psychic mediumship. We certainly talked about the history of the college mm-hmm. and the spiritualist church, which was uh, founded in England. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, there were people from all over the world, various countries, uh, that I'm really, really proud to call my friends today. And I know that those friendships are going to last because we're connected on a soul level. And what what I learned there is that we are mediums. That's why we were there. Um, all different levels. There were some people that have been doing uh, re- healing and they had have felt a pull towards, you know, connecting with spirit beyond that healing mm-hmm. level. Uh, but had never given a message. We had we had people that, that had that interest. Two people, uh, some in my group, one in particular who, you know, is from Toronto, Canada, who speaks in front of three or four hundred people at, in session. Wow! Um, and is comfortable doing so. Um, so you really um, you really had a, a wide variety of interests, skill sets, and capabilities, and. Um, and I, I just really appreciated how they worked with each of us individually. And what we really took, what I took away from, from this past week was probably the top things were, you know, understanding energy and how it affects us, not just when we're doing mediumship work, but daily. You know, because when you think about the power of thought and you think about what we put out there, if you walk around feeling, I'm not good enough, I'm not worthy, you will start to attract that. And it will bring you down. It will bring those around you down. But think of it, the alternative is to say, I'm blessed. I am here for a higher purpose. Right. I, you know, right? I, I should spread love. Because at the end of the day, every message that was given and received, well, I can say for me, throughout my experience the last 10 years has been that of love and acceptance. I never have felt anything negative. And what I learned this week is that should you have negative thoughts, that's your mind. That's not spirit. Mm-hmm. I thought that was interesting. Yeah. And I'm just, um, you know, you talk about the mind and when I was in the throes of my six days at the Arthur Findlay College, it was so easy to practice mediumship on people because nobody was there judging each other. And, you know, you, you just played with it. You just saw. So as nervous as I was of getting something wrong, you know, once I realized that no one's judging me, it was just like, oh, okay, let me just tell you what's there. And sometimes I was right on and sometimes not so much. But once I got home, I think my voice jumped in and said, 
Sandra, you can't practice this because there's people that they want to hear from their spouse that just died and you're going to make it up. Anyways, there's been a lot of pressure that I've given myself as to practicing. So it's kind of shame on me for not doing it. But on the other hand, one thing that I did learn was about this um, like (laughs) journaling philosophy and to try to connect with whoever my guides are and if they want to share some message through me. So what I've been doing, and the only reason I'm saying this is because I wrote something this morning that just so speaks to what you just said. I mean, just said. Uh, and I, I want to read it, if that's okay. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and, and it's kind of about what our minds tell us and that we can have a good day or bad if you know, we get to decide it. But anyways, have you ever noticed on a cool, damp day, you feel uncomfortable and cold and dream of a warm day? You're making the day wrong and the weather wrong. However, to the day, the mist is needed. It coats the flora with a dense dew necessary for the leaves and the brush. The cool temperatures, too, act as necessary agents in the journey of all. Do not make the day wrong. It is perfect. Rain is needed for growth just as sunshine. Your quest is to determine your weather. Did you know you can cause the weather within you? If you want rain, simply think bad thoughts. If you want sunshine, think happy thoughts. If you want thunder, think of something you fear. If you want lightning, think about something that angers you. You see, we may, we may not be able to control the outer world, but we can trust it is perfect and needed for life. All is well. However, we most certainly can change our inner weather. You want power today? Think powerful thoughts. Look back on a time when you were powerful and relive that moment in your mind. You want a peaceful day? Think of a memory of a peaceful time to you and you will be there. You always have the power, and I understand it may be difficult at times, but it is within you. Think of the small kindling sticks. To the outside, there is no appearance of warmth or fire. But by being determined, the user can ignite a blazing fire within the sticks. Be determined, my friend. Use everything you have and light that fire within you. You will burn bright. Be assured of that. That's it. <laughs> wow, that's yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah, it's really beautiful. Anyway, so just that just came to you this morning. It came to me. Well, I was, you know, I started the day not talking to Archangel Michael, but thinking of all these things <laughs> I have to do, and I thought, you know what, I can quiet my mind and just see if I can sit in the power, which maybe you can explain a little bit, and then, and just connect. And if I, and my intention was if anybody wanted to speak through me, that they could. So I cleared my mind and I took out my computer and I put my fingers on the keyboard and literally just every word that came into my mind, I typed it. So I really wasn't aware what I was typing. I just typed it. And then when I read it back, I mean, talk about what I needed to be empowered for today, that like I can create this, you know, and I thought, yes, I can, (laughs) you know, so I just thought I'd share it because I, like you said, some of these messages that come through, they're also for ourselves. And, you know, and I feel if I get something good for myself, I'm also going to share it because I'm not alone in having, um, needing a shot in the arm to get some power get things done but anyways our time's going by fast do you want to share what the sitting of the power is yeah absolutely that was another big aha for me this week um the tutors talk about sitting in the power being in the power staying the power and the power is that light that shines bright in all of us i visualize this power in the heart chakra area, right? Right around your heart. Right. And as you're meditating, as you're focusing on your breath, as you're taking your mind to that quiet place, envision the light shining bright in you and then spreading throughout your being. And then once you've done that, take it outside of your body. Create kind of a um, bubble, if you will, 
and encircle those you love in this power. It takes prayer, which is also meditation. You know, people say, well, I can't meditate. Really, meditation is just being being quiet with your thoughts and trying to be, uh, to kind of uh, separate from the busyness of the mind. And so this helped me go to that next level and really create that contact with spirit that I was so craving. I've been able to do it, you know, for the last 10 years. But what I learned is that oftentimes the psychic energy would kick in. And let me just explain real quickly what I believe the difference between psychic and medium to be. Okay. So all mediums are psychic, but not all psychics are mediums. You may have heard that said before. Yes. So what they teach us, especially at Arthur Finley College, is to um, understand the difference, certainly, but also to clearly be able to identify that difference as you're reading for someone. So we did a lot of work with our eyes closed and with no feedback whatsoever from the recipient. And we just had to, like what you talked about in journaling and writing through your hands, we had to just start talking. We didn't know who was sitting in front of us. We didn't know their sex. We just knew that they were, you know, someone ready to receive a message. Wow. And, yeah, what I learned was that can be the psychic connection. So, so psychic is connecting with someone's energy on an energy on an energetic level. It is where mediumship is connecting with someone in spirit to bring through a message. And oftentimes they work together. And sometimes when you'll see a medium up on a stage or platform reading, as they call it, they'll say, can I come to you, to an individual? And what we've learned is you need to be really in tune with your power to do that because you want to make sure you're not getting the information psychically. It's still great information, don't get me wrong, wherever it comes from, but part of the training as a medium is to understand and feel the difference Mm -hmm. and how to stay within the power. And it was so obvious to our teachers where they would say, okay, you're slipping, you're getting into your head, bring it back down into your power. And you could feel the immediate energy shift. So for, for a human doing this work, feeling that energetic realm, uh, all I can say is it's life-changing in, yeah. in, in all the best ways, all the best ways. And I think sitting in the power, too, um, you know, I have this visual. Remember when you used to plug in your old telephones and you'd plug it in and then you'd see it, it blinking, like it was getting stronger and stronger and stronger, like your battery's more and more charged. You know, that's kind of how... I think of it, and whether you're a medium or not, if you can envision you yourself, however you can, just being this divine soul and your light shining through, I mean, so far through that it might fill your bedroom or your house. And I, I like to picture and the sun being, to me, that's my symbolism for God, and um, and just having the the, the rays of sunshine blending with my rays coming from me and you know just quietly that's my little meditation and I you know I picture my cell phones charging I'm the cell phone you know getting stronger and stronger but to uh, you know I believe that that's where the effective um, medium readings medium readings come from the the psychic hits all that but also that we live our lives aligned with our soul and our purpose and you know a lot of times people feel little nudge or great idea when they're in the shower, you know, or in the bathtub or something. I think that's being kind of tied in with that same channel. So you can use this, even if you're not a medium, to enrich your life and, you know, get more on your purpose and passion, if that makes sense. I think so. It really does. And I'm, re- I'm really glad that you brought that up because for everyone listening, there is no one size fits all, right? There is no silver, you know, secret sauce, I'll say. Secret um, sauce. To <laughs> making mediumship uh, that works for everyone. There is no recipe. The recipe is what feels right to you. And if 
imagining the sun works for you, great. I I imagine a candle, honestly, a candle burning within my heart. And someone might envision water, something else. Yeah. And what what I know is that it works regardless of how you envision it because it comes from your soul power. It comes from your place of truth. And that's all you need. Yeah, I'm thinking somebody else I just heard, and I love this. They they imagined all the ocean being love, right? And you actually had to think, start thinking of those you love. So I'm thinking of my mom and, you know, the love I had for my dad and, and, you know, just even my cat. And anyways, I'm starting to fill up on all this love and that like all this love, just imagine whether it's the ocean or a lake or whatever. And then I physically get into this body of water and open my pores and just like all this love rushes in. And, you know, I got filled. It just felt like I was just being filled to the core with love, you know, and, and is this just a visual? I don't think so. I mean, this is what we call intention. And uh, we are so much more powerful than we know. We really are. We are just these powerful uh, souls that just happen to have a human body, you know, right now. But we are pretty magnificent. Anyways, Anne, we're almost out of time. What haven't I asked you? Or what do you want to share? Or do you have any tidbits about living a great life that um, you feel uh-huh. drawn to share? Gosh, you You know, I would just say I I love doing the medium work, mediumship work, and I and I've just started to kind of, I will say, come out of the closet. (laughs) Um, Last Christmas time, around last Christmas, I had so many friends encouraging me just just put up a Facebook page, just put up a website, just put yourself out there because you said it earlier. It's that intention and putting that intention forward, and a big part of what many of us struggle with, at least I will speak for myself, is what will people think? How will I be judged? Yes. Because we're being judged. We're being judged every day by people we love, by people that don't know us, by everyone in between. And part of my journey last week was to let that go. In fact, I wrote it on a piece of paper, ripped it up and threw it in the garbage in front of my teacher because I needed to shed that. I needed to completely surrender that part of my mind. No good. It's not who I am. Yeah. Uh, so I would say a big part of why I do this and I choose to continue to reach for the answers um, is because I want to no longer be afraid of death, which I'm happy to say I am not. And I want to be able to fully live my life. Right. And I think until you can, can shed that fear of death, I think it's difficult. I apply it to my everyday life. And I have seen tremendous enhancement. We all go through challenges. But I think if we can sit within the power and start to look for those signs and start to uh, accept those signs and messages and feelings of love and prosperity, uh, you can manifest it. And I think that's, that's something we can all learn from. And, and that is the ultimate sharing of love. Mm, that's really beautiful and well said. And I don't know if people know this, but there are three main fears that human beings have. One is the fear of dying. One is the fear of failure. And one is the fear of being alone. And from what you're up to, what I'm up to, to let people know is, okay, There's don't have a fear of dying because we don't die. Your body is going to disappear, but you, your personality, you're going to go on. Um, the fear of failure, I mean, life is an education for the soul. Some of our most brilliant minds and people have accomplished so much have only gotten there because they failed so it's actually great to embrace failure go after a failure because you're one step sooner to success and then the third one is the fear of being alone you know you might not be able to see them but you are never ever alone you have so many beings that love you around you that are invisible and you know what you also have a lot of beings around you that are visible. I'm here for you. Anne's here for you. Uh, and I'm sure you have a lot of friends that love you. So we are some magnificent 
critters. That's what I say. So, Anne, how do people get in touch with you? Because you do offer medium readings and psychic readings and coaching and all that good stuff. Is that correct? I do. I do. I do. And I do via phone and and in person if you're uh, here in California. Um, They can find me on my website, avomedium.com, and AVO for my initials, and Van Orsdell. Um, Also have a Facebook page, AVO Medium. And you can reach me on email at and at aviomedium.com. It sounds like you're outside. <laughs> I am, actually. Uh-huh. I, lo- I have a big connection to uh, to Mother Earth, and so uh, I-, I was just sitting out here under the tree while we talked, and it, uh, just, it felt really natural. So I, someone went fine. by on a motorcycle. I heard it, yeah. Some vehicle go by. So you're Ann, A-N-N, um, at, at E-V-O Medium. A- yeah, it's A as an apple, mm-hmm. A-V-O for Anne, avomedium.com. Oh, yes. Sorry about that. Perfect. That's okay. Perfect. Okay, Anne, thank you for being here. Definitely. And to our listener, thank you for being here. I, it's fun. This is just a spur of the moment interview today. And thank you for um, being here. You know, we always try to give value, not just for you, but selfishly for me and for Anne too. We're all humans in this game together. And as always, go to wedontdieradio.com. Click on episode 126 if you want to see a picture and get the link to Anne's website. And like I said at the beginning of this show, if you haven't read my book, you know, it's hard to get everything behind me and and these episodes but I do love to share my journey of why I really believe in life after death all the cool things that I've tried and done and and um, some people even say it's a handbook for living you know it's much more than just life after death but go to we don't die radio.com click on the insiders club and that's it so in closing my name's Sandra Champlain and I've been your host on we don't die radio and without a doubt I believe life is an education for the soul and that your life here on earth is important so thank you for listening make it a great day and we'll see you soon mm-hmm.